0: okay welcome back what's up uh it's been a minute it's been over a month we actually had a longer gap between this episode and our last episode than uh, we've ever had before um certainly not intentional it's just uh the way everything's been going with people's schedules it's been a little crazy but uh thank you for listening and thank you for sticking with us um we're finally here week one is actually a real thing so uh i'm here with aaron today we're going to talk about what happened in week one between the cowboys and rams hello uh, hello aaron, what's up what's yeah going, what's
1: going on, on oh not much brother it's been a while how you doing
0: uh it has been a minute um so the Most of, I guess the biggest thing that's been going on, at least for me lately, was uh, I went out to Louisville and spent about a week in Kentucky. Uh, We had uh, me. Some friends and you, you're in this fantasy league as well. Uh, we had our fantasy football draft out there. This is the one we only had. You one.
1: forgot to send the invite to me, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, so in my defense, I thought everyone got the invite because it's supposed to be sent out automatically via email, but apparently that didn't happen. Uh, and also in my defense, I will say <laughs> the other nine people in the league were there for the draft you were the only one that wasn't there. So in my defense, I'll, I'll say that, but I did feel bad for you because no one should ever have to do an auto draft on a team. That sucks. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, one of these years, we're going to get everybody to show up and, uh, it'll be a good time. We had about half of the league there. There was five of us there in Louisville and then everyone else was back in their home places. But, uh, we spent about a week in Louisville. um, Originally, we were supposed to go out there for the Kentucky Derby, but then, of course, with the pandemic going on, uh, the Derby kind of got canceled as far as having people in attendance. Uh, So we kind of had to improvise, but it was still a really good trip. Uh, I had a ton of amazing good food, um, and we got to go to a bourbon distillery, did a tour, uh, did some tastings. Uh, I'm a bourbon guy, so I highly enjoyed it.
1: Do you remember Uh, uh, what distillery it was?
0: Yeah. So actually it's a really it's like brand new. They're not even like three years old yet. Um, They're called uh, Bardstown Brewing or no Bardstown Distilling Company, I think is what they are. It could be Bardstown Brewing. I might have that mixed up. It's definitely Bardstown though. Yeah. Um, But they're literally less than three years old. So uh, it's kind of like a I guess you could call it grassroots. They're really new. Um, and they're actually making the majority of their money by making and distilling bourbons for other people. Cause they're doing like different blends and stuff for them. Um, and then while they do that, they're kind of building up their capital to start their own stuff. Um, if you know anything about bourbon, you know, it has to age and all that before you can actually have good bourbon. So Right now, since they're so new, they don't have anything of age to sell that's strictly their own. Um, But the stuff they are selling is like special batches, and it's got different blends from different companies. Uh, So we got a batch signed uh, or a bottle signed by the master distiller, which was pretty cool. Oh, Um, cool. I'm definitely going to save it. I'm going to save it for some special occasions. It's pretty cool. Um, so that was the uh, big thing that I did. And that was just about a week ago. It was a good time. Um, and I will say, too, I'm also pretty happy about my my fantasy team. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> I, a, I bet just, you I'm are. Do, I am. <laughs> I'm pretty good, man. I, I feel pretty good about my team. Um, uh, I did start off with a week one win as well. So that also makes me feel a little bit better about it. That um, helps. Yeah, I think the last time we did an episode, you had just got back from your skydiving trip. Have you done anything uh, exciting since then? Uh,
1: I mean, actually, I think our last episode, I just got back from Denali. Um, Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I'm going to be this weekend. I'm actually going over to to Montana. It's an area called Deer Lodge, Montana. So every year, me and my parents will do like a, we'll travel somewhere to do a ghost hunt (laughs) so we've selected the old montana prison to investigate so we're gonna go over there and uh spend the night out there um and do a little ghost investigation and kind of check out the area so it should be interesting
0: (laughs) that's crazy um I don't know why this that just reminded me but if you're of a certain age like me and Aaron are in our early 30s so you may remember this you may not if you don't remember you could google it the power of google or youtube uh you could look up this old show on MTV called Fear and <laughs> it, it was kind of ahead of its time I think uh but it was yes. like a reality show where you the guys would like strap on these like cameras and they would go do these challenges I guess is the best way to put it where they would go into like haunted hotels and haunted prisons and like all that I'm I think you probably remember the show right Aaron you, yes Okay yeah, yeah. so <laughs> Yeah so uh that totally reminds me of that so if you get a chance to like get a GoPro and like <laughs> I have on one yourself. Okay I mean, yeah, yeah. You, should, you should totally do that and then um release the footage I'd love to see it <laughs> I need to
1: be goes. very theatrical During my ghost hunt too, so every noise,
0: yeah, you kind of have to be over the top, and um, I I, I, that would be awesome. So yeah, that was (laughs) that was a show from my childhood. It just reminded me of that. I don't know why, but it did. Um, so the week one for the Rams, um, obviously week one for everybody wasn't as you know cool or as much of a spectacle as it could be for everybody because with the pandemic going on, it's kind of hard to have. A really exciting week one there's no fans in the stands um there's artificial crowd noise like it's not the same thing but i think we would all agree that having football in some form or fashion is a hell of a lot better than not having any at all um and yes, it sir. was yeah exactly right and uh this was also the first game at the brand new five billion that's billion with a B yes, uh, SoFi <laughs> so Stadium. Did you um,
1: see? Did you see the stats or the, the what they showed with like all the other new stadiums at like one point five billion, one point eight yes. billion, and then all of a sudden SoFi Stadium's five billion dollars.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that made it like that put it into perspective so much. That was crazy because I think the most expensive one, I think behind SoFi, I want to say was Mercedes where the Falcons yep. play. Um, and when you see that stadium, at least from the outside and the roof, it looks really cool. It looks really oh, state of the art. It's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then to just come in and be like one and a half billion, whatever it was to five, that's absurd. That is a huge, huge gap. I don't know <laughs> if we'll see another stadium in our lifetime that really approaches that. I-, I guess it's possible, but I feel like $5 billion is a lot of money, but it looks like from what I saw it looks phenomenal. What were your impressions of it?
1: Oh my gosh it looked it looked gorgeous. The, they kept talking about the ceiling of the stadium get led, like letting in the natural light but then you also had the the openings that let all that air come rushing in. you got the smell of the ocean. Um, what I thought was kind of interesting though is that they said the football field's actually about a hundred feet below uh, below grade. So 100 feet underground. So they had to actually build the stadium lower uh, in elevation because it's so close to LAX with the aircrafts flying in and out. They needed to not impede any of the airspace. So they had to build part of the stadium into the ground. So I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, view on that.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I I can't. There were so many things that I saw that I was just like, oh my God, that looks so nice. Uh, oh, yeah. I, think, I think the obvious answer is, is the video board, the Oculus that they have up top. Oh, yeah. It basically goes around the entire stadium. Like, that looks really cool. That looks really impressive. It did. Yeah, that looked um, really cool. I think the the genius of the whole stadium is kind of like what you had mentioned, where it's it's a stadium that has a roof on it, but the way that they built it, the roof doesn't really feel like a roof because it's transparent, light comes through it, they have the openings, so you still get breezes. You still can smell, you know, the ocean air. So it's like a hybrid indoor-outdoor. It's, it's kind of like the best of both worlds. So I think that's really genius. Um, I like that they did that. Yeah. Um, I certainly, since they're in LA, they really don't have to worry about having a roof over the place for rain or anything. So yeah. they don't have to worry about that. And they um,
1: said, be careful. Cause you can still get a sunburn when you're, yeah.
0: In LA. <laughs> yeah. So if you're going to go, uh, definitely bring some sunscreen. Um, so the, I guess everyone, I was, Oh man, where do I start with this? So I kind of, uh, mm. I'll watch my (laughs) freezing. It upset me. It upset me. I'll just put it that way. That the majority of people that I saw at least were totally on the bandwagon of the Cowboys. And everyone basically was like, this is the Cowboys game to win. The Rams aren't, you know, they're not the same team. Sean McVay is in his last year with the team. Like everyone just seemed like they were kind of crapping on the Rams and everyone was on board with the Cowboys, which I guess is every year because every year the people on are on cowboys um so it kind of upset me like right off the bat because even at the beginning of the show uh all of the uh quote-unquote experts and people on tv were giving their picks and everybody picked the cowboys to win with the exception of i think uh mike Tarico, chris sims and um i'm blanking on uh the old coach's name for the colts
1: oh Uh, uh Oh, my gosh. Tony Dungy. Yes, there we go.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they were the only three I saw on every, on any network or anything that were like, oh, yeah, the Rams are going to win. So right off the bat, I was already fuming and kind of like ready to go. <laughs> and I was like, we need to win this game. We're going to win this game. Um, going into the game, were you of the opinion like this is going to be a tough game? The Rams are going to win this one easy. Like, what was your thoughts going in?
1: Oh, man. So I, I thought it was going to be a tough game for sure. And as I predicted, I thought the Cowboys were gonna win this game. So I'm very much happy that my prediction was inaccurate. Uh, I was actually surprised. I I mean I'm still surprised that the Cowboys didn't win this game, just with all the, the offseason uh changes with the with the Rams and I felt like the Cowboys seem to have only improved their their offensive side. So um I was definitely impressed with how the Rams came out and, and we're blazing and came out with the win. It was, it was good.
0: Yeah. I, um, obviously we'll talk about it, uh, more towards the end when we get towards the end of the game. But yeah. I think the haters or the people that are Cowboys fans are going to say that oh, yes. the Cowboys should have won the game <laughs> and the game was taken from them because of the, uh, late offensive pass interference call. Um,
1: All I say is Jalen Ramsey could play in the NBA as well. He's that good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could definitely (laughs) (laughs) perfect for Hollywood. Perfect for Hollywood. But uh, I'll get to that when I get to that. Um, So piggybacking off what you had said, they did come out blazing on offense. Um, They definitely were doing a hurry-up scheme. Uh, They were doing a lot of no huddle. And it looked like that was all based on Trying to nullify the col- the Cowboys' pass rush, they basically were trying to get the ball out of Goff's hands as quickly as possible, and mix in some running, which it looked phenomenal. Um, oh,
1: that first drive! It was just quick hit runs to Robert Woods. Those passes, pfft. yeah, like what yeah. sixty yards right away to start the game. Just a little yeah. quick little dump offs to him, run yeah, up the field. That re-
0: that reminded me of the Super Bowl you know, 2018 Rams, um, because it was just like, we're hitting screens, we're hitting some quick slants, we're doing some runs. Like it looked really good. And then Absolutely. they scored the touchdown. And I was like, Oh my God, we're on fire. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. Oh. I was like, this is done deal. We're going to win this game. This oh, is going to yeah. be easy. Um, and then it got a little bit shaky because our new kicker shanked to the extra point. Yep. Uh, he hit the upright, So that was a little suspect, but, uh, he ended up recovering and he hit a couple field goals later on in the game. So it was probably just week one jitters, brand new team, all that good stuff. Uh, give the guy the benefit of the doubt Uh, that whole time
1: too. When he, when he missed, I was like, man, Greg Zerline sitting right over there on the Cowboys sideline. And he's probably thinking to himself, Oh, look what you guys, (laughs) look what you guys are missing. But then he came out and missed one as well. So (laughs) yeah, that
0: made it even more funny and more kind of awkward, I guess, because Zerline was on the other side of the field or on the other sideline. And so was, um, John fossil, the special oh, yeah. teams coach who <laughs> just left the Rams this yep. past season. So not only was Zerline on the other sideline, our old special teams coach or special teams coordinator was on the other sideline as well. So it was kind of like, as soon as he missed it, I think all Rams were <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so that could have definitely come back to bite us, but thankfully it didn't. Yep. Um, but yeah, that first drive looked phenomenal, which I don't know if you noticed this or if you picked up on this, but I felt like after that first drive, I don't know if, it, if conservative is the word, but I felt like something changed where they kind of got off rhythm. And I don't know if it was play calling or if it was just Cowboys defense were picking up on what they were doing, but it definitely slowed down after that first drive. It didn't really pick up again until I felt like the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely noticed that too. And I kind of just assumed that maybe the Cowboys defense was kind of picking up on it a little bit. Uh, I think they might have just caught the Cowboys off guard. I mean, none of these guys have played in any preseason games or anything like that. So uh, I think defense might have just been caught off guard for that first uh, series and. Rams definitely took advantage of it, made it look really easy.
0: Yeah, I definitely, I saw a lot of people on Twitter uh, that were making their jokes about how uh, the Rams were calling the same six plays and the Cowboys (laughs) finally just realized what they were doing. And I'm not going to lie, there's definitely times watching Rams games and Sean McVay's offense. It does feel that way because a lot of their plays are designed to look the same. That's part of the genius of it is, If you see Jared Goff drop back for a handoff and it ends up being just a play action and he hits you with a bomb downfield, then it worked because it looked like a run. So a lot of their plays are designed to look the same, so I kind of get that. Um, But it definitely, towards the second and third quarter, it was kind of like, all right, are we going to do anything different here? Because it feels like we're doing the same thing. Um, But it ended up being enough, and they pretty much stuck with that whole game plan uh, throughout the duration of the game where they were just trying to hit those quick passes and they pretty much kept to their word. As far as the running back rotation, uh, it was a little bit of Henderson, not a whole lot, but a little bit of Henderson, uh, Malcolm Brown and uh, a little bit of cam Akers. uh, and Malcolm Brown had a really good game. Uh, Oh yeah. He looked
1: good. I thought yeah, he looked so, good.
0: Yeah. So, um, he ended up rushing for a career high 79 yards. Um, and Cam Akers mixed in 39. Um, and I believe, I'll double check myself before I say something stupid, but I'm pretty sure... Henderson uh, got
1: six. Actually, okay. Jared Goff had one more rush attempt than Daryl Henderson Jr. did.
0: Well, there you go. So they're even mixing in Jared Goff <laughs> yeah. into the rushing attempt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure um, uh, Malcolm Brown had two touchdowns as well. So He did, yep. Uh, okay. So... Overall, I felt like the running back situation, they said it was going to be a mix and ended up being a mix, so stay true to their word there, um, and it looked like it was working pretty well. Um, the one stat that I saw that kind of jumped off the page as far as the Jared Goff with the quick passing and all that stuff, um, Jared Goff's average depth of target was 2.2 yards, so that was in the first half, so... That whole first half, they basically were just like, we're going to hit these quick throws, dinks, dunks, screens. Um, So it'll be interesting to see if that's something that uh, they maintain throughout the season, if that's just like a strategic thing that they want to do, or if they just felt like the Cowboys defense was susceptible to it. I don't know, but we'll we'll see. But 2.2 yards, that is, I call that Drew Brees territory. Um, (laughs) not, Not deep. Not that's
1: getting the ball out of your hands really quick you yeah don't want to take any chances with that uh defensive line there from the cowboys yeah which by the way alden smith i thought was killing it for a guy that hadn't been playing for five years
0: yeah um and the uh broadcast on nbc was like really quick to point that out they pointed that out they did many 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 oh, yeah. times
1: That's why I knew with the five years, I was like, they said it, I don't know, half a dozen times, if not a dozen times.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what it is about sports broadcasting, but they love to just hammer certain points home. (laughs) Like you literally every time Patrick Mahomes throws a pass, they have to be like, you know, his dad played baseball. Like, Yeah, dude, we know we've known for a while now. Like we get it. Uh, so they really on the broadcast were hammering the whole, like, Hey, Alden Smith hasn't played for five years. He kind of messed up. He got suspended, but he's here. Look at him go. Um, but to his credit. And like you said, he did look pretty good. Um, other than I'm trying to think other than Alden Smith, I can't even think of another Cowboys defensive player that really stood out or made any like plays, um, can you think of anyone else on the defense that really stood out for the Cowboys?
1: Uh, you know, not I mean, just looking at the stats you got, Alden Smith had six solo tackles, five assisted, and he got the one sack. Um, but Jalen Smith had five solo tackles, six assists. Um and uh Darian Tom, uh, Thompson, uh had nine nine tackles. So, there's a couple guys um there's a couple guys that had good stats with tackle wise, but I mean, they only got the one sack, and that was from Alden yeah. Smith.
0: Yeah, it's like no one really jumped off the page for the Cowboys, which is kind of weird because I feel like historically, at least the past couple of seasons, they've been one of those teams that they have star power on both sides of the ball. But I feel like on defense this year, it's kind of like, I don't know, Leighton Vanderesh and Awuzier, I guess.
1: Yeah, he got the interception.
0: And. If you're a Cowboys fan, you're not going to be happy because Van Der Esch broke his collarbone and he's going to be yeah. out for a while. Uh, so yep. got, they got to have to deal with that now. Um, I don't know what it is about Cowboys linebackers and not being able to stay healthy. Is it? Uh,
1: Sean Lee, is, it, yeah. is he even on their team anymore? It seemed like he was so, always hurt.
0: I swear I thought he would retired, but apparently he's still on the team and he got hurt at some point a couple of weeks ago and he's already on the injury list. And I think he's not supposed to come back for a couple of weeks. Uh, I can't remember what it was off the top of my head, but yeah, he's already hurt and he hasn't even played yet. So yikes. Uh, yeah. I don't know what his deal is. I don't know how much longer he's planning on playing, but whatever. <laughs> um, so moving to the defensive side of the ball, what were your you know overall thoughts <laughs> on how the defense played?
1: uh i I mean i thought they played really well um i was actually surprised to see how often dak prescott took it towards Jalen ramsey's side uh it seemed like it was relatively frequent every time i noticed he tossed a lot of passes towards Jalen ramsey's side and uh, um they're catching the ball and getting some yards but um i felt overall they they played pretty good they got some good pressure on there and donald ended up with the sack you got leonard Floyd got a sack um rockers so he got three sacks on the defense so they're getting pressure on Dak Prescott which was good especially the last uh the last series of the game they're they're really getting to him making him toss up some uh toss up some balls there but uh I was actually I was I was pretty impressed held Ezekiel Elliott under 100 rushing yards um I thought they looked pretty good I was I was impressed for I wasn't expecting a whole lot actually and I thought the Cowboys offense is pretty potent and I thought they're gonna, I thought they're gonna score a lot more than they did. So I think the Rams defense did a pretty good job to holding them to only 17 points.
0: Yeah. Um, I would agree. I, I wouldn't say I wasn't expecting a lot, but they certainly performed, uh, really well. Um, what was kind of crazy was the team leader, in sacks was a rookie jordan fuller who was taken in the sixth round um i don't know how many rams fans had him on their radar but um he had eight total tackles and five solo tackles so that's nice to see especially a six rounder uh to come in and be able to contribute like that um obviously tackles aren't the end all be all for defensive stats but the fact that he made some tackles is still good it's impressive um i will say that um my concerns about the linebacking core still stands our linebackers really didn't do a whole lot um and micah kaiser definitely missed some tackles um yeah so that's still gonna be an issue um but we'll see um it's obviously only week one so still have some some games to go and we still have a, a time to see how Brandon Staley's defense uh, rounds into shape um, but I felt like the defense got uh, better as the game went on so that's always a good sign um, Aaron Donald was Aaron Donald he had a phenomenal game it seemed like every time there was, you know, Dak Prescott had the ball. It seemed like Aaron Donald was a step or two away from him. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you saw the play that was kind of making its rounds on Twitter, and I'm sure it was on Center and everything else. There was a play where he basically just bum rushed through the line <laughs> and, like, stiff-armed Ezekiel Elliott and, like, lifted him up off the ground and, like, got through another offensive lineman. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs>
1: I did not see that, but I can imagine it in my head right now. So it seems pretty entertaining. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it it was wild. He literally like picked up Ezekiel Elliott, who's like two hundred and thirty pounds or whatever, and like picked him up like he was a small child and put him to the ground and went through another guy. It's just it's crazy. He's, he is a beast. Yeah, he's literally a cheat code. So. It's just like
1: Devontae Freeman last year where he just picked him up and was pushing him back when they got in that yeah. little tussle. Yeah. He's a beast.
0: Yeah, he literally can do whatever he wants when he wants. So Um, the, I think the overall defense, the way we looked and everything, I was pretty impressed with it. Um, there were, like you said, there was a couple times where I felt like they were kind of going at Jalen Ramsey and kind of attacking the corners. And it looked like there were some times where there were some breaks in coverage. Um, I can't remember which score it was, it might have been the, Cowboys first touchdown they had but there was one play where Ezekiel Elliott caught a ball there was literally like five rams around him and not one person he like juked
1: them all and then ran in yeah
0: yeah so that's definitely a problem um I'm gonna hope that's just due to not playing a lot of preseason and maybe just not a lot of live drills going on maybe or something and yeah
1: I don't know if they thought he was just gonna run out of bounds and so they all just kind of tried forcing him that way. And then he juked it back in and they all just ran out of bounds. Basically he ran right in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was when I saw that play, I was like, Oh no, this is really bad. But yeah. thankfully that didn't really happen again. Um, and I will say too, for the pass rushers, wasn't a whole lot at the beginning of the game, but at towards the end of the game, when the Cowboys were kind of in a passing situation, uh, the, the, D line definitely made their presence known. Um, Leonard Floyd got a sack. Um, Dak was under consistent pressure pretty much yep. that whole final quarter, final sequence. So, if a team decides they want to come in and try and um, pass the ball a lot, or, or um, you know, it's, it's a little late game situation where they're in a passing situation, I definitely feel good about um, our D line at least putting pressure on the quarterbacks. So that's yeah, good. agreed. Um the end of the game, a little bit of controversy, uh, if you will. Uh the refs overall, I'll say week one had some iffy calls. Um, there were some missed calls, there was some iffy ones, and the biggest one might have been in this game because it literally decided the game because had the offensive pass interference call not been made. um, I think it's pretty clear. I think you could say that the Rams would lose the game. Um, So what ended up happening is Michael Gallup was called for an offensive pass interference uh, with Jalen Ramsey in coverage. And if you've seen the replay, I don't think you could argue that Jalen Ramsey is um, a good actor. Uh, definitely, you know, good for Hollywood. Like Aaron said earlier, he could definitely play in the NBA. Kind of got that flop technique down. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but on the other side of that, I don't feel bad for the call in any way because the refs missed a call on Jared Goff where he went back to pass and threw a ball basically looking out of his ear hole because what yeah. one, one of the um actually it was alden smith alden smith like hit him in the helmet and goff was basically looking out of his ear hole when he was trying to throw the pass and the refs didn't call it so well, do you
1: see his mouth was all bloody you could they did like a slow motion afterwards and he was talking to the ref and his mouth looked all bloodied up too
0: like oh, might have I didn't see that. Or something yeah um so do i feel bad about the call nope I don't, (laughs) um, every, you know, one bad call deserves another. That's just, those are the breaks. So I don't feel bad about it at all. Um, we could easily see this coming week against the Eagles. The Rams could, you know, lose the game because of a bad call and it is what it is. That's just part of the game. Um, so I don't feel bad about it. Um, I definitely say it's questionable. Had it not been called, I wouldn't have been mad. Um, I think the, I don't know if you saw the uh, the Bengals game, the one that they called on A.J. Green, I thought was way more questionable as far as was a pass interference actually done because I think you could easily make the argument that the one in the Rams game was probably not. I, I think that's safe to say. Um, the one in the Bengals game, it that one was a little more, you know, diddy or y. Um, and that one cost them the game, too, because it literally would have been a touchdown to go ahead in the final seconds. So, I don't know. Did you see that one at all?
1: Uh, I did not see that one, no. But, um, yeah. I mean, if you look at, I mean, like we're talking, these players, they didn't do any preseason games or anything like that. They're all, this is their first live action. So, the same goes for the refs, too. So, I'm not surprised that there's maybe a couple iffy calls out there because none of these refs have seen any live games uh live game action since last season so they're probably a little bit rusty as well and i gotta say i i maybe it's my my db bias because i played a cornerback in high school but i like when they call those offensive pass interference because i feel like those wide receivers get away with so much in comparison to the defensive backs like that defensive back touches a wide receiver and they're like oh flag but you got these wide receivers that kind of get these little push offs or get that little bit of separation and they don't call it at all. So even that one against Jalen Ramsey, I mean, if you look at it at full speed, it looks a little bit different when you do it in slow motion. It looks like he kind of gets some separation there to catch that ball. Uh so I don't feel bad about it at all.
0: Yeah. I, I agree with you. Um the rules, the way they're set up in the NBA and the NFL, they're set up more towards the offense. So as a defender, uh, you're already at a disadvantage because like you said, you you bear you breathe on them and they basically call you a flag. So yeah. Um and
1: again too, remember this year they're not doing the uh challenges for pass interference again. So yeah, like last that year was,
0: that was short lived. Uh yeah. a bad idea. Yeah. Um I definitely would agree with you that I, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to them calling OPIs more. I'm okay with that. Um, now, if it gets to be a little bit out of control and it starts being like, you know, deciding a lot of games, like this game was probably decided by that call, then oh, yeah. we might have a little bit of a problem. But yeah, I definitely am okay with giving the defenders a little bit more as far as like penalties go
1: yeah yeah i i mean i would say unless it's distinctive that's let the guys play
0: yeah um i thought it was pretty funny um mike florio actually made sent a tweet out after that call and said uh if 88 was um you know making that play that flag had, wouldn't have been called and What he meant by that was if you're not like a Cowboys fan or anything, 88 was Michael Irvin's Jersey number. So, uh, that's a, that's a real thing. Reputation calls obviously are a a thing. So yeah, had that been Michael Irvin, that call probably wouldn't have been made because Michael Irvin was Michael Irvin, but Hey, it was Michael Gallup (laughs) and uh, (laughs) Jalen Ramsey kind of sold it. So it's what it is. Um, the, uh, Other little nuggets I wanted to hit on before we kind of wrap this up. Um, If you're familiar at all with PFF, it's pro football focus. uh, They do grades and stats and all that stuff for um, NFL. I don't know how they come up with their grades. I'm sure it's because they're all smarter than me and they do numbers and algebraic formulas or algorithms, whatever. So I couldn't tell you how they come up with these grades, but um, for what it's worth, Andrew Whitworth was given uh, the second highest uh, offensive grade for all offensive players in week one. Um, And he's 38 years old. So a 38 year old tackle getting the second highest grade out of all offensive players, kind of a big deal. Um, I don't know what
1: he's doing, but he's doing it right. Like staying healthy and playing and dominating still he impressive. must be
0: doing the uh, tb 12 He must be eating yeah. a lot of like avocado ice cream or something i don't i don't know it's gotta um be it. yeah um what's funny is he's 38 but when you look at him to me he looks like he's like 42 or 43 <laughs> he I'm, does actually he just yeah. has like all that gray in his beard he kind of looks like some dude you'd see at like a truck stop or something he just looks older than he really is so when i saw he was 38 i actually was like wait what he's not 40 right <laughs> um so he his grade that he got was a 95.2. And the only person that was higher than him was Aaron Rodgers, who is Aaron Rodgers and he's a quarterback. So the fact that a tackle, a 38-year-old tackle, got the second highest grade out of everybody, that's pretty impressive. Um, and then uh, on the defensive side, PFF gave Aaron Donald uh, the third highest grade of all defensive players with a 91.7. So, um those are all just good signs of week one performance. We got a W at home um, first game at SoFi against a team that a lot of people, for whatever reason, think is going to be a playoff team or really good. Um, so I think if you're a Rams fan after last season, only winning nine games and not making the playoffs, um, this game was everything you could have hoped for. I don't know what else you could ask for, honestly. Um is there anything that you were disappointed in that you didn't see or or something like that?
1: Really? no. All right, I guess maybe disappointed, and maybe it's because it's his first game, but um, Cam Akers, I'm hoping to see a little more explosiveness from him. I felt like they shut him down pretty well. Uh, and then you had Brown, who was starting to make the best of his runs, especially uh, the later part of the game. So I'm hoping to see... I'm hoping to see some more flash from Cam Akers come these these uh, next couple games here soon because I did get him auto drafted onto my team. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of this. Yeah, I, I did them, <laughs> so I could use him to do better. Uh, uh,
0: yeah,
1: but otherwise, no. I, I mean, I was impressed. I didn't expect them to win the game, like I said earlier. So, for them to come out and play the way that they did, I'm definitely excited to see how they looked the rest of the season. And you got the 49ers that lost too. So that's kind of, I was kind of surprised by that. And then yeah. the Seahawks looked really good, which I hate to say, but well, I mean, Russell Wilson's just Russell Wilson is so dang good. He's yeah. lighting it up. I mean,
0: weren't they playing the Falcons though?
1: They were, they were playing the Falcons. The Falcons. Trash, so, I mean, they're not, it's not saying much, but still, yeah. he only Falcons had what, like trash. three or four incomplete passes. He was killing it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the 49ers losing week one to the Cardinals. That's cr- Excuse me. That's crazy. Oh yeah. Um, and they were in San Fran too. Now you could yeah. make the argument that no it doesn't fans. really matter because there's no fans, but still they're at home. They had to travel there. So it's still something. Um, so yeah, I, uh, to your point, I will say I would like to see more from acres too. Obviously, if you've been listening to any of our episodes in the past, you know that I wasn't a fan of drafting Acres at all or drafting Van Jefferson. I didn't like either of those picks. Doesn't mean I don't want to succeed. I just was hoping they'd do something else. But, um, yeah, I would like to see more from Akers. Um, and also, s- since I brought up Van Jefferson, uh, he only had one catch, but the one catch he did have looked phenomenal. Um, oh, yeah. It was like a 31-yard strike on the sideline. It looked really good. So um So... As far as, like, rookies go, um, him and Akers didn't look bad. We got something out of them. So, hopefully, that just keeps the trajectory just keeps going up from there. Um, And
1: they're uh, rookies. This is the first time they've played a real NFL game, too. So, yeah, I think it's going to be, hopefully, only uphill from here.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm sure as the season goes on, uh, Sean McVay is going to probably see – how they fit into the offense against live competition, and he's probably going to develop. I would, I would think he's going to develop some plays specifically for Cam and for Van that will, you know, give them a chance to shine and, and you know, accentuate their positives and, and bring out the best in them. Yeah, um,
1: and I mean, without Brandon Cooks too, uh, I mean Robert Woods really stepped up. I'm, I do want to see who, if uh, Van Jefferson's going to be that. Or Reynolds, whoever's going to be that other, that other wide receiver that's going to step up and fill that other that other role.
0: Yeah, um, the let me pull it up really quick because there was a lot of like the running backs. The load was split pretty much between Brown and Acres. The yeah. receiving core there was a lot. Uh, they got a lot of people involved in the receiving game too. Woods, Higby, Cup. Jefferson, Brown, Reynolds, Everett, and Akers all had at least one catch, so they definitely are, are not just zoning in on one person, they're, they're spreading it around, um, and we'll see as the season goes along if we get a quote-unquote primary option, because I don't know for this team who the primary is, you could make the argument it's Woods, you could make the argument it's Cup, um, so which... I guess is a good thing because if you're coming in as a defense, you don't really know who to key on. Um, so that's all probably by design too. I'm sure Sean does that on purpose. He doesn't want defenses to come in and just shut one thing down. Um, so
1: yeah, spread the focus around. I mean, one week on woods, one week on cup. Yeah. See if one of these other guys can step up.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I heard I saw something on Twitter. I think it was yesterday. Apparently, Robert Woods is also in talks for a contract extension right now. So uh, Cup has been extended, Ramsey has been extended. Uh, so now it looks like they're working on one for Woods, which is great because that means our core is pretty much established. For Absolutely, the next couple of years. Yeah, I was and-
1: I was happy they signed Cup. I know our uh, our fellow Manny didn't. He wasn't too excited with the the contract, but I was happy with it.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a group of people out there. I don't know. It must just be a Rams thing. People just must hate the Rams, but, uh, there's a group of people out there that think Robert Woods is really overrated. And there's a group of people out there that think, uh, Cooper cup is really overrated. Um, I think they're both, uh, properly rated. I think Robert yeah. Woods might even be underrated. Um, I don't, oh, think I agree. Really, yeah. I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves. He's a really good. Uh, wide receiver. He doesn't make like any flashy plays. He doesn't say anything crazy after the games or before the yeah. games. He's but, fast.
1: He's elusive.
0: Yeah. Um, he's super reliable. Good. At,
1: yeah. He doesn't drop the, I, I, I don't remember last time I seen him drop a ball that he shouldn't or that he should have caught. So he's pretty reliable.
0: Um, yeah. He's good. I I have like no issues with Robert Woods whatsoever. I, I really hope they get that done. Um, So, Last thing we'll hit on before we go, just wanted to see, um, give you the floor if you had something else you wanted to talk about in the NFL week one that caught your attention. Anything that you, saw Ooh, yes, that you just wanted to talk about?
1: Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, the Detroit Lions. Oh God. <laughs> I was watching, I was watching Still that game, the Detroit Lions, by the way, <laughs> and uh, with that rookie Swift who dropped that touchdown pass to win the game with like six seconds left i don't know if you mm-hmm. saw that oh Did yeah you see I,
0: oh. yeah i was watching red zone all morning and i saw that happen and i oh, audibly ouch. yelled like as soon as he, <laughs> i saw the ball hit his hands and i was like yelling because i was like oh my god they wanted it went from oh my yep. god they won, to oh my god he dropped it um so oh, yeah
1: that was i i mean I could care less about either one of those teams, but I felt a sour taste for him. <laughs> like those guys probably were not very thrilled with his, uh, his wide open drop of that ball. And I gotta, I gotta say to our, our fellow Ram, Danny Amendola's on the lions too. So he's still, he's still kicking and, and playing a important role on an NFL team. I was surprised to see that.
0: Yeah. Um, um, my big thing that I kind of took away from week one was I guess I kind of had mentally checked out a little bit on the NFL this season because I didn't know, I didn't think football was going to happen with the pandemic. So I kind of had like half checked out. So when I started watching the games on Sunday, I was like kind of surprised by how much change had happened as far as like rosters and uniform changes. Like it almost felt like, a brand new NFL if that makes any sense but it was kind of crazy to see Cam Newton is a Patriot uh Jason Witten is a Raider um yeah, yeah. uh Philip Rivers is on the Colts now right um the Cleveland Browns look terrible again they look <laughs> like the Br- yeah they look like the Browns again um the Jets are trash Adam Gase is horrible I don't know why he has a job Um, it's, it's just, there was a lot of like little things that like every game they went to, there was like one thing that just kind of like stood out to me. And I was like, how did I not know this? Or how did I forget this? Well, Um, they
1: got the, the Washington football team is
0: what it's called. Yeah. Who won by the way,
1: (laughs) who came back and won from 14 down
0: beat the Eagles. I can't wait to talk to Manny about that. So while I'm on (laughs) the subject, um, me and Manny are going to do another episode. We're going to record on Friday. And that's going to be our preview episode. We're going to preview week two Rams Eagles, and they're going to be in Philly. So, um, look for that one. Uh, so yeah, that was my other thing that kind of stood out. Week one was just how different the NFL felt. It felt, I know it was week one, so obviously it's new, but it felt just super brand new. Oh, and Tom Brady, you know, on the bucks, that was super weird seeing Brady in a bucks Jersey. Um, So that those were the things that stood out to me was just how different the NFL felt. I I, I really enjoyed it, though. It felt so good to have football back. Um, I'm already looking forward to week two. Obviously, Uh, tomorrow's game, the Thursday night game, or this will probably come out tomorrow. So tonight's game uh, Thursday. Doesn't look like it's going to be that great because it's Browns and Bengals. But um, Joe
1: Burrow, let's go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. i really looking forward to seeing Joe Burrow. I really believe in him and I liked what I saw from him on Sunday. So at least there's that. At least we have that. Yeah. Um, as always, guys, thanks for listening. Um, we do appreciate it. It's awesome. It gives us a chance to come on here, uh, shoot the breeze a little bit, talk some football, hang out a little bit. So. Um, we appreciate you guys listening like i said we're going to record another episode and we're going to do a preview of week two and then we'll probably do the same formula every week we'll try and do a recap game and then a preview episode so it might not always be two episodes it might just be one and we'll combine them and we'll do a mini recap for a couple minutes then we'll do a preview for a couple minutes but either way we'll try and get on somewhat of a uh, routine and a schedule and we'll make sure we can keep getting episodes out to you so
1: let's do it.
0: it yeah so uh football's back we're all super excited Woo. yeah super pumped super excited rams <laughs> look good which is great um and i mean i just uh, i still can't believe football is here this is crazy i, love I know it. <laughs> i'm so pumped
1: saturday yeah. night i was like i can't sleep i'm so excited for sunday
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i i still am like shocked that it's happening and it's a real thing um so enjoy football, uh, come along to ride with us and, uh, listen, this should be a good time. So thanks for listening guys.